honestly, it's really at the end of the day, knowing what my season is. You know, there's two things as humans to make us most effective and efficient is number one, know what you're supposed to do. And number two, do it. Hey there, welcome to the Swayology podcast. I'm your host, Ann Watson, and I cannot wait to help you think like a business so you can inspire like a boss. I'm a former corporate multi-passionate entrepreneur turned business coach here to bring you practical advice, inspiration, and motivation as you navigate the wild world of online business and marketing. We are going behind the scenes with successful coaches, creatives, and entrepreneurs like you, and we're getting real about their stories so you can learn everything you need to, to build a life and a business you love. It's not going to be easy, but I promise it's going to be worth it. So if you're ready, let's get to it. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Swayology podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest today. Her name is Tiffany Jo Baker, and we met a couple of years ago at an event we were both attending, and we became instant friends. But since then, we find ourselves in a lot of the same circles. I have followed her on Instagram, followed her journey, and guys, she's just one of these people who's so friendly, so approachable, so great, and so funny and cute that you just have to fall in love with her. And so I asked her to be on the show and man, am I glad I did. We are talking about all kinds of cool things like her journey as a surrogate mom. Guys, you'll love that. And how what she was done with that, she asked a question that I think most of us have asked God at one point or another. God, are you done with me now? I love her response and what God did in the time following that journey in her life. She goes into the story. She talks about how she gets it all done. She talks about when you figure out that your first niche isn't working and when you have to figure out how to stay excited and motivated in what you're doing. You are going to love this really cool, powerful conversation. I can't wait for you to hear it. So let's go ahead and get started with Tiffany Joe Baker. Tiffany Joe, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. How are you, girl? Oh, girl, I am taking it one day at a time, but super excited to be here with you today. Oh, okay. Well, there's a story there, I'm sure. <laughs> and I can't wait to kind of dig into that and hear that. But uh, before we go any further, I would love it if you would just start by taking a couple of minutes and telling my listeners about who you are and what you do and all the good things. Yeah. Well, you know, that's every time I hear that question, I'm like, how do I even go as multi-passionate women? Yeah. Like there's so many ways I could go, but at the core of it, I am a mom of two teenage girls, a wife of an extreme outdoorsman and somebody that has their own journey uh, with God and how he's allowed me to use that to help women with their journeys as well. Um, you know, a major part of my story is being a three-time surrogate. So I have literally had the opportunity to help other families birth their God-given dream. And when that stage ended in my life, I was kind of at this place like, okay, God, like now, how are you going to use me? You literally used me to birth five children for other people. Are you done with me? What's next? 
And God in his goodness connected the dots. And I think this is something that that is just such a gift for us, especially, like I said, being multi-passionate um, women. When, when God connects the dots to our story, how he's used us in each season and each role, like my mentor had said, there's a thread there somewhere. So I just was seeking the Lord, like, God, where's the thread in my story? Like, it, it sounds like when I write down my past experiences, so random, but it was so neat. What he said to me, he said, Tiffany, some people in the kingdom of God are hands, some are feet. And he said, I use you as a womb, W-O-M-B, a womb in the kingdom of God to literally help people birth what I've put on their heart to birth. And so today in this season, I use that as being a co-laborer and a dream carrier for women who are walking out their why at home, online, and in a real world. So I especially love to strategize. I'm a strategizer at heart and just working with, especially with ministry leaders and Christian communicators. I love the pun, the co-laborer. Yes. Thank you for catching that. God is fun like that, right? (laughs) Right. No, I mean, and what's so funny to me is that you're the second person that I know that has given birth to multiple other children on behalf of other women. Mm. And it's, I don't know why I, I just keep getting to meet you wonderful souls and, and thinking, pregnancy must be easy for you because it was nightmarish for me. I cannot imagine doing that for other people, but, uh, what a gift that you Mm -hmm. can do that for somebody else. And I love how you have turned that in to helping other women like give birth to their dreams. Mm -hmm. And that's so cool. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that being a surrogate mom, you didn't do that to get rich, right? Like, like at some point, entrepreneurship and monetization probably came into your brain. And I would love for you to just tell us the story about kind of where you started. I've heard a little bit of this because you and I have known each other for a couple of years Mm -hmm. now. We met um, at a little one day event Mm -hmm. here locally, and I just knew instantly that we needed to be friends. But I would love for you to share a little bit of your story about how you almost stumbled into being a businesswoman. Yeah. You know, when I finished that surrogacy, God actually was like, quit your job. Cause I've worked in ministries, full-time churches and and ministries. And I was actually helping a friend who was a small business owner with her season and getting her organized and strategized. And he's like, okay, I want you to quit your job, finish this pregnancy, the surrogate pregnancy. And in the fall, I'm going to give you what's next. And I was like, okay. So I enjoyed not working and being pregnant and finishing that up. And in the fall, he's like, okay, Tiffany, now it's time to pursue that speaking, writing and coaching that's been on your heart. And so I dove in and I hired an expensive, but a great online business coach, Mm -hmm. learned all the things like full time for six months, learned online business, online marketing funnels, how to coach paperwork, all of that stuff, social media, platform building. And at the end of it, my, at that time, my niche was working with uh, families trying to conceive the TTC community infertility. And I went through this process of, of working in that community for a while. 
But at the end of the day, I realized that niche wasn't quite where God wanted me because when we're talking about monetization, I realized their primary goal is a baby. So if you couldn't produce, you know, sometimes we're like, I have what you need. You need decision-making. You need peace. You need soul care, care, but they wanted baby. So when what you provided and what they want didn't match, I was like, okay, this is just not quite where God has me right now. So yeah, that's, I, that's interesting. I love right? how you have, have that insight. Yes. Yeah. And that was a process to figure that out. Cause I'm like, when you have, you're like, I, and part of that is also as we learn how to market our message to what their want versus what we know they need, you know, that's part of it yeah. too. But at the end of the day, God was just, you know, most people have to niche down. I had to niche out because I had to actually, like I said, that thread of being the co-laborer, not just with women who are trying to build and grow their family, but tr- but with women who are trying to build and grow their online business and ministry. So I actually niched out, which is not what most women have to do. In the yeah, that's day. really kind of a crazy twist. Yeah. I feel like based on everything that I have learned, I mean, like you, I have done the expensive coaching. I've taken the classes. I have spent, I've logged the hours, right? Like I have invested the time to learn all the things and the common wisdom Mm -hmm. is niche down, niche down, niche down. And that the more specific that you can get, the greater chance you will hone your message and the more people that you'll ultimately reach. But you were so specialized Mm -hmm. that you realized you actually needed to niche out. I mm-hmm. love this. Mm-hmm. I actually have a client right now who I'm trying to convince to her. She is too specialized and yes. she doesn't believe me Yes, because she too has taken all of the classes and, you know, a bunch of the different things. And I'm like, I think we need to cast a wider net here and see what we catch. And so was it scary for you to niche out? Like, how did you know what direction to go? Because you were, it's a big pivot from helping an infertility to Mm -hmm. online business. Yes, there was, there was actually some correlation, right? There were some in that who were both they're women. They were trying to grow their family, but they're also trying to grow their online business. So I actually had some overlap there, but as far as being scary, yeah, because I had gotten to the point where I was like, had that time frame. It's like, I need to start monetization. And had I been able to stay in that ministry realm where it was just pure ministry, not income generating, I could still be in that. And I still am. That's a ministry niche within my niche that I will, I'll speak at. I'll do couples coaching. I actually, uh, you know, I'm an affiliate for a couple of places. So I still do some of that, but you know, it's part of that journey, you know, clarity comes with action and walking it out. And honestly, I feel like it's a better fit for me because working with, uh, infertility and trying to conceive that can be a hard, hard niche. Yeah. You know, heavy. And so it can be heavy. And, and so I love that. I still am able to do that. And I still do get some income generation as well as some ministry, 
Um, and not that those have to be either or, they're both. But um, so I love that I still am able to do that, but I do love that I'm able to work with women who are able to continue to move forward even when there's setbacks. Sure. And that, and that is very exciting, very exciting for me. Okay, but take me back even a step further in the journey. I mean, like I said, the pivot from infertility to online business, you say was linked, but how did it really start? Like, where was that flame? Like, were you just like singing in the shower one day and you're like, you know what? I want to help somebody with their online business. That seems like birthing a dream. Okay. Well, at the beginning, when I was getting in that online space and learning all the things, I also, I had that business coach, but I also interned for a Christian writer, speaker, podcaster. Okay. So it's in an internship as well. So I was learning all these things and helping other people do all these things. And like I said, part of my gifting is coming alongside people and doing that. So I also found that I enjoyed through the internship, helping other women in their ministry, do what they've been called and created to do. And so it was almost, it was kind of simultaneous, but the big jump didn't happen until about probably 12 to 18 months later. Okay. So it was a, it's kind of a slow burn for you. Yeah. yeah. Getting you there. And part of that was figuring out who I was, how to do so, how I wanted to do social media offerings, you know, that kind of process in, as well. And you're very, very good at it. And I also just have to say, you're very funny. Like, (laughs) I love your stories because I'm guaranteed to crack up at least once a day. You bring a levity and like a joy in your social media that we need more of. And Mm. so if people are not already following you, it's it's at Tiffany Joe Baker. You've got to go follow her. Just hit follow on Instagram, watch her stories. You'll not be sorry because she's hilarious. I'm constantly like laughing at your things and I'm so glad they're relatable because I'm like, are these just for me? Or are these for are other people like these too? Cause my girls are like, mom, your sense of humor is like, so your sense of humor. And I'm like, I think it's funny. Oh, I totally get it. You're like, absolutely relatable to me. Maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe it is. <laughs> like in our family being funny is like really important. So we all like argue over who's the funniest in the family. Like it's <laughs> the things that we do, like who is the funniest. We actually do that in our family too, which is so funny. And there was a time when my youngest, my son, he's not young anymore. He's now 20. I mean, he's still young, but uh, there was a time when his biggest source of anxiety was that he would never fit into our family because he wasn't funny enough. Oh my goodness. Bless his heart. (laughs) But you know, he was like in fourth grade and his jokes were dumb. Like, (laughs) so. so like, Rick and I would give him the courtesy laugh and the girls yeah. would be like, ah, oh, that was terrible. They were <laughs> truth fairies all the way. But anyway, so I just, I, so I love the humor. I love the levity and I can see how the infertility stuff could be really heavy. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, even if you do that for a while that you might need a break from that mm-hmm. to like fill up your soul. And so I'm curious, you had to be learning at that point how to kind of balance filling up your own cup, right? Mm -hmm. So that you could pour out for these other people. Like, what do you do to help you stay light and motivated and inspired Mm -hmm. 
even now as you're helping people with online business, which isn't quite as, you know, heavy filled, but still a lot of people have pressure around it. They really want successful businesses and you and I are like coaches trying to help them. How do you stay excited about what you're doing? Wow. I think that changes by season. For me, I like to have different things that I can do. Some things are energy draining for me. Yeah. And some things are energy producing. You know, they say just as important and maybe even more important as managing your time is managing your energy. Mm. So I really try to make sure that I have a good mix of making sure I have energy producing activities. And so like for me, sometimes I just love to be creative. I love to, you know, maybe that's create logos or, or templates for social media or some kind of product like that is energy producing for me, but I can't do that full time. So I love to just add things like that in creative type outlets for me. So I think being mindful of what produces energy for you. I've also through this journey really had to learn the importance of a Sabbath and Mm. being a high type a recovered perfectionist learning how to Sabbath and rest was a process. Like literally at one point, my husband's like, you are not allowed to grab your computer or your laptop. Like for us, we do it on Sunday because we go to church on Saturday on Sundays. It's like, I just want you to enjoy, do something fun, veg out, you know, binge watch Netflix, take a walk, whatever. And so he's had to help me like put some boundaries. And now I'm like the best Sabbather. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. You want me off the couch? I'm not sure that will happen today, but I am not sure about that. Do you want to eat? Have some cereal. That would be great. Like I've gone through this process of like not being able to rest and feel like I always have to hustle and do and create and produce and perform to finding a flow and a balance that works for me, my clients, and for my family. Not always easy to do, but it's so, so necessary. Um, You know, also even just being the type of person that God's gifted me with some talents and I'm so thankful, but I could without him continue and just do, do, do. But is there really fruit on that? Is there really power and anointing on just me doing because I can do? So I've also had to learn that, you know, I've had some things just fall flat because it was just me. God wasn't in it. It was something I wanted to do. I was pushing for. And so I'm at the point where I was like, I just don't want to do just to do. I want to do what is my assignment for this season. And like Moses says, I think it's an exodus um, before I think they were going towards the promised land. And he said, said to God, if you, if your presence does not go with us, I don't want to go. And so I am just at that place of Holy Spirit being my, my producer, my algorithm, my director, and me being the co and just like, okay. And of course I fall back sometimes, but at the end of the day, my heart is like, I only want to do what God has for me in the season to do. That's awesome. I'm still stuck, you know, back on the, I am so good at Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it took some time. I mean, being pregnant with surrogate twins twice, that was helpful. Sure. Because, you know, you're just, you couldn't get up for a little bit. So that was really helpful, but sure. You were like in training I was, for being a oh really excellent Sabbath. Oh, so true. I was in, I was in training. Yep. You really I were. It's <laughs> just, it's so great, but I totally get what you're saying because I, you know, also type a driven Enneagram three want to do all the things like get to the end of every day and judge myself on how productive I was, right. you know, and if there's a basket of laundry that's left unfolded, I'm like hard on myself. Mm-hmm. And so I, I get this. And then when I started this business, my coaching business, like four years ago at this point, it was not just my business. It was also my hobby and it was my creative outlet and it was my social interaction and it was everything. And I couldn't wait to get out of bed, right? 5.30 AM. Who does that? That was not me normally, Mm -hmm. but I would go, go, go. And my family would be calling me for dinner and I'd be like, I'll be there. I'll be there. And then I would rush through dinner and want to get back to finish one more thing. And then finally collapse on the couch, you know, to veg out on some TV but didn't realize that I was burning out Mm -hmm. and that about two years in when I hit a wall, it was not going to be the kind of wall that three days of binge watching Netflix could fix. Mm -hmm. And so I get what you're saying about having to learn to Sabbath because you were just putting all of your energy into this thing that you love doing mm-hmm. that kept you busy, that made you feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, I, I love that part of the story. And I, I think whether or not people Sabbath, like just learning to rest and mm-hmm. learning to be easier on ourselves and yes. learning that we're not lazy if we're not actively producing, yes. right? It doesn't yes, mean we're huge. lazy. Mm-hmm. It is. It's huge. It's huge. I want to shift gears just a smidge because you are also a podcast host Mm -hmm. and you do really, I mean, you help authors and speakers, you have your coaching, you are a podcast host, you're a speaker, you're a writer, you do all the things, which I think is the name of your podcast, right? I I rebranded recently, but yes, that was the original name of it. Okay, Now Now it's my full life and faith leaps podcast. Oh, I love that. Okay, cool. I'm going to put a link to that. Uh, But I'm just interested because you're learning how to rest, but Mm -hmm. I know you still do all the things. Mm -hmm. It sounds very busy. Mm -hmm. You know, how are you juggling all of that? Like, how are you prioritizing what you're working on at any given time, especially while you're raising teenage daughters who I know are so full of estrogen that some (laughs) days are real hard? Yes. (laughs) And a husband who's full and of testosterone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of hormones. Yeah, lots, lots of, hormones. of hormones going on. All the hormones. Yeah, you know, and especially as we're coming into the, you know, we're in this new year and a, a new quarter, and honestly, it's really at the end of the day, knowing what my season is. You know, there's two things as humans to make us most effective and efficient is number one, know what you're supposed to do, and number two, do it. And that sounds so simplified, but all of our strategies have to do with either figuring out what we're supposed to do and actually doing the thing. So for me, it's working on those two things. And primary is like, what is my season? 
you know, we have a senior in high school who's going to be leaving. So personally, my season is just being a sponge for this last year. And then as I think of each of my clients, what is, what's their season and what's my season with them? You know, I'm very careful on my commitments term wise. I don't ever commit more than like for my ongoing clients a year at a time, you know, so I have, I give myself terms for commitments. And then if I take something on, I let go of something else. So kind of going through that process as well. But at the end of the day, I am like a big picture person. I do not get caught in the weeds or the details, which is Mm. a pro and a con, but you will find me with simple systems because I don't want to be spending more time writing goals than doing goals. I would rather do the thing than write everything out and come up with this amazingly complex system of how to do the thing. I am just like super big pictured bullet point type of person. And then, then let's do it. I love it. Okay. So then I have to ask as a follow-up question, what are your favorite tools that you're using right now? So Trello. And I know most people for project management, I, with my different clients, I'm in Asana, I'm in, you know, planner, and all these other really high tech, super detailed, you know, for writers, they're in Scrivener. And for me, like, I just have to keep it simple and I have to keep it um, user-friendly and easy. And so for me, that's Trello. I literally use Trello and email. Yeah. I love Trello too. And Google Docs. I use Trello, Google Docs, Mm -hmm. and email. And yeah. well, and then my digital calendar, I have a digital calendar and I have a paper planner that I love because Mm-hmm. writing things down gets it into my yes. brain better. But I, yes. I I agree with you. A simple system is the best because you do want to stay out of the weeds as much as possible so that you can execute the vision. Yes. So totally there with you. All right. So I could talk to you all day about this stuff, but I would really love for my listeners to get in contact with you so that they can get some of your genius and your brilliance and your coaching what is the best way for them to do that? Yeah, you can find me online at Tiffany Joe Baker and my website is tiffanyjoebaker.com. So easy. That's so great. See, simplified. Yes. All right. And so also if you guys want to learn how to rest, you got to, you know, hit her up and go follow her on Instagram. Get some, (laughs) get some joy in your day. Tiffany, thank you so much for coming on the show today and chatting with me. I'm going to have to have you back. We'll have to dive deeper into some of these topics, but I have loved this conversation. I hope you did too. And I just really thank you for coming on. I sure enjoyed it too. Thank you, Anne. Well, there you have it. Thanks so much for listening to the Swayology podcast. You can find all the links for everything we talked about today in our show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes and take a screenshot and tag me on social media. That helps other women like you find the show and build our community. Got comments? Shoot me a DM on Instagram or head on over to my website. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time on the Swayology Podcast.